Welcome to my new series at It's a Crime called Chitter Chatter, where we get to explore more information in a case and talk about the buzz surrounding it. I still will have my regular videos on the channel, of course, but this is a little added extra where we can go back and forth and talk about some thoughts and some theories. Now, my last video in the Barry Morphew series was about the 48 hours special that was on TV. And something prompted me to go back and take a look again at the facts and the timeline before Suzanne went missing. So I found something really, really interesting and it always ha helps to have some time away and then look at it with fresh eyes. And the longer the time goes that we get, you know, some new information and it's always good to go back. So we're gonna look at about a week before Suzanne went missing. This is the time where Barry and Suzanne's daughters, Mallory and Macy went camping and they left obviously Barry and Suzanne alone together for about a week before she went missing. Now, Suzanne drove the girls to Gunnison, which is west of where they live in Maysville. And it's about an hour and 20 minutes away one way. And they, she dropped them off on Tuesday, May the 5th. Now, she texted sometime that day, someone, and said, I wouldn't feel safe alone with him. And she said, he's not stable. I can't win with him. He's too good at the manipulation. Now, a few days later on Wednesday the 6th, Suzanne was actually having coffee with her friend Jean, and that was from 9 to 11 a.m. That's the same neighbor that actually called in on the 911 call. And during this time, she sent a message to Barry, and some of you have heard it and some of you haven't, and she said, I'm done. She said, I could care less what you're up to, and I haven't been for years. We just need to figure this out civilly. Now, after that, Suzanne goes and picks up a prescription from the pharmacy at 12.30 p.m. from a white paper bag. Interestingly, that prescription was nowhere to be found when authorities searched the home. Now, Barry responds to this back and forth. They start to argue, and he says he loves her and, and that he wouldn't cheat on her, and if she doesn't believe him, then she doesn't know him. And then there was another text where Barry talked about suicide and said, when I'm dead, which won't be long, you guys will be taken care of. I'm going to go see my savior. This life on earth is a mere grain of sand compared to an eternity. And later, Barry would delete these texts. So clearly there were issues building up. We know that. We know things weren't great at home, to say the least. And a few weeks before that, on April 24th, Suzanne texted Barry this. Oh, I'm sure your mistress has you all happy now so you can say you love me but bully me when you're with me. Yeah, that's love. So now that just gives you a little synopsis before we start diving into these other details. And I reviewed the triangle area again and the fire that happened in that area as well, and the latest on Barry, where he's living now, etc. We have to take another look at it because obviously Suzanne is still missing and we're getting close to trial. So let's take a look at this fire. I've talked about it before. You can see it in the description box below. And this fire was started on Monday, May the 4th, which is a day before the girls were driven to Gunnison. Now, initial reports said that this fire was human-caused, and the call came in at 4.04 p.m. on that Monday. It was later said that a small branch actually hit a power line, and that's what started the fire. And in the report I received, I received coordinates to it. It gave coordinates. 
So I plug it into the map and here's what the coordinates gave. This is just west of where the Morphew home is and west of the triangle. We'll more on that in a minute. Now, it was a large fire and no one seemed to know a lot about this fire publicly, but the fire was 5.5 acres in size, which is almost 240,000 square feet when I do the conversion. And it's not small and it's not short. Firefighters were there overnight. They were there until the 5th cleaning it up. And guess who was helping in that fire? Barry Morphew. And we know Barry was a volunteer firefighter since October of 2018. So this is located west of the Triangle. And Barry even called it the Triangle. He's the one who talked about it in a video that was made by Tyson Draper. And his house is within this triangle. He talked about the RV being a point in the video and where Suzanne's bike was found and also just past his house creating this triangle. Now, I'm curious because with this fire brings warmer ground and during the week it wasn't that warm. The ground would have been a little bit frozen. And then I thought, well, wait a minute. I want to go back and see if I can find the coordinates for the helmet, right? And it was, from my findings, 0.84 miles northwest from where the bike was found off of Highway 50, I believe it is. So I entered that into the map. And guess where it ends up being on the map? Right where the fire was started. That's kind of weird, isn't it? Let me know your thoughts. So I thought, you know what, I'm going to take a little Google jog and check out where that is. So I go on a little Google jog and I see that it's right after a curve in the road and just before the next one. So that makes sense because, you know, this helmet was either flung out of the window, which I question, or was it placed? And I thought, what if this is a marker of some sort? It could be, it could be nothing. But I do find it weird that it just so happens to be almost the same exact spot as where the fire started. Now, let's just go back for a minute to the video when Tyson Draper was recording Barry and Barry talked about the triangle. And more importantly, he talked about where not to look. And guess where that was? Here's what he said. They found an article going west of hers. They won't tell us what it is, so they sent another team after they found the article that covered this hillside all the way down to the river pretty good. Now in the video, he motions like this. He says to Tyson, they covered all this down there pretty good. And the hillside is the hill of the fire and south of where the helmet was found. And one other thing, in the video, Barry talks about finding men's clothing at Fusis. Well, guess where again? The same line uh, as the marker where the fire was and the helmet, just west of the triangle and Fusis is down south. My question is, I wonder what is accessible by Bobcat there? Let me know your thoughts and maybe you do a little searchy search. Now, Barry was caught going west of that triangle on Sunday morning the day that Suzanne was reported missing. He went west or left before heading to Broomfield. Now when asked why Barry made that left, he said it was because he saw a bull elk 
and he was curious and being a natural hunter, he wanted to see the bull elk. Now authorities figure he was disposing of that helmet. So tell me what you think. Do you think if it was him, did he chuck it out of the window or did he place it where it was found? Making sure it was found. I don't know if that hill was actually searched officially because from what I saw on maps, it wasn't searched during the Andy Mormon search, which was four months after Suzanne went missing. But I do know that a cadaver dog hit in the triangle. And that's where Barry didn't want anybody to search. Now, here's where it gets further interesting. After Barry bailed out of jail, he doesn't want to live with his girlfriend, Shoshana. Even though, from what I remember, he was paying uh, for Shoshana's apartment. He didn't want to live there. He wants to stay out near the triangle, near his house, which is west of his house. I wonder why. Don't you wonder why? And one other thing, because this actually bothers me, and I'm sure it bothers you, about this ankle monitor situation. He was to wear an ankle monitor, and it didn't work. They found out a few days into it that it doesn't work. There's poor reception. We know there's poor reception in the area, which may be why he wants to live there. Let me know what you think there. But it doesn't work. And he has to actually drive every single day to go into Pontius Springs, report, and then go back to his, you know, little haven. So there he has the freedom to do what he wants, where he lives. Now, according to his lawyers, he now is requesting that he be able to go to Gunnison, which is west of the triangle and where he turned left. Now, it's an hour and 20 minutes away, that's where Suzanne first took her daughters to go on the trip. And from my understanding, that's where uh, they live, or at least one of the daughters lives. So my question is, is it just to visit his daughters or is it for something more? Now, if we look back, Barry's been pretty calculating, in my opinion, he turns his cell phone on airplane mode. I mean, there's missing data from the truck. He did listen to true crime podcasts uh, in his truck, which was caught by the spy pen. And one of them was actually about a woman missing on a bike. He planned all the dumpster runs. He went on his last minute job to Broomfield. I mean, he's strategic. He really is. He, and he has answers for everything, including turkeys, chipmunks, elk, mountain lion, and whatever other animals there are. And he likes to be in control. He likes to be in control of himself, his family, and Suzanne. Now, interesting, too, that Barry's in charge of the boundaries. He's in charge of where he lives. He was granted the okay. Boundaries have edges, right? But he doesn't want you to go in it or beside it. I feel that even after death, Barry wants to keep his eyes on Suzanne. The question is, where is she?
and where can she be found? What if the only thing he feels in control of is near that house where he feels in control and he feels in control of the area? And what is it about the triangle he doesn't want us to search? I feel like there's something more there. Let me know your thoughts. Maybe it this conversation has sparked something and you can bring up, hey, what about this? What about that? Or maybe this is like, you know, Linda, I don't know if there's much of anything to it, but I find it so strange that he's wanting no one to check that hill from here all the way down, and which is where the fire is and which is where the helmet is. And he wanted somebody to find this, this male clothing at Fusis. He also talked about a strange vehicle also being on Saturday in the area. And I don't know, I just feel like, and I'm going to look at the actual um, data points because there's missing time on his truck, but he did make it to Broomfield by 8 a.m. So perhaps we'll take a little look at that and look at where he went left and where is possible because he does have a window of time, quite a bit of window really from the night before, but maybe we can pinpoint something else or spark some new ideas. So click subscribe if you haven't done so. Make sure you hit those notification bells because it's a little crazy on YouTube and I'm going to revisit the timeline. Please share where you can. Thank you so much for watching. We'll see you soon.